Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't lie, y'all. The Rap Radar podcast is one of my latest obsessions. I love how the hosts have these revealing interviews. They obviously do their research because they are getting the answers to the questions that true hip-hop fans have. I personally loved hearing their conversations with the City Girls and Juicy J. Y'all know I'm slick like a hip-hop head, right? And so I'm beyond excited to let y'all know that the Rap Radar podcast is finally back. It's hosted by journalists Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller, and they are bringing you some amazing conversations on music and culture with some of your favorite artists. It has a new home, Interval Presents, and Rap Radar is now available on every platform. So you can listen to the Rap Radar podcast right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can wish for it. Or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Corey Yell. So excited to have you back for another week to get up close and personal with another boss. This episode is brought to you by Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, which returns to ATL October 31st through November 3rd. For details on how you can attend the biggest and best women's weekend of the year, be sure to log on to WorkPraySlay.com. So today we are talking to Rachel Mills. Rachel is the New Orleans-born fashion designer and creator of R. Mills Collection, which specializes in pieces that cater to the elite and confident woman, women who aren't afraid to be the center of attention. Her work has been seen on Kiki Palmer, Adrian Bailon, Cynthia Bailey, Trina, Portia Williams, Karen Civil, and many, many more. If you have a passion for fashion, then get ready to get your life. So Rachel, are you ready to confess? Yes, I am. So first of all, it's so crazy that you're on the show. It's crazy that we got to meet in New Orleans. And it's all crazy because I literally like can scroll through to the very beginning of my iPhone photo catalog. And I have your dresses like saved as future wedding dresses. Didn't have a man, but had all these dresses (laughs) 
saved. So your work definitely, you know, speaks for itself. Um, and I'm so excited to have you here, especially for my aspiring fashionistas. Um, you. So you're welcome. So I know that you started your first fashion like side hustle when you were in high school and you've literally turned it into a major brand. What was one thing um, that you did to pivot from a side hustle to a full-fledged business? Well, for one, um, it, it used to be a hobby. So um, just pretty much focusing on it full-time, deciding to quit my job and fo focusing on it full-time definitely turned it from a hobby into a career because I, I had to pay my bills doing it. So so definitely um, just making a decision to stop working for someone else and put all that attention onto my brand. Um, that was like a pivotal moment for me because I kind of had to I had no income. I had to kind of do everything myself and make sure that the lifestyle that I wanted, I had to pretty much create. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I did. So did you ever, and I know that you've kind of, you know, been into fashion and you've had this passion for a long time. So I don't know if you ever experienced this, but did you ever have to deal with like the doubts of other people trying to talk you out of doing something that might've seemed unrealistic? Um, you know, a lot of times people want to steer us in the direction of what is safe. And that a lot of times is not really in the direction of our dreams. So did you ever have to deal with anyone who thought like that you weren't going to really make any money in fashion or you couldn't really, um, you know, make a name for yourself or make a career out of your love for fashion? I, I don't never remember um, someone actually verbalizing that to me or I don't, I don't feel like I ever really um, felt um, a lack of support but I do know that um, when I first started out I wasn't as as um, as we know practice makes perfect so I wasn't as my skills wasn't really um, crisp as they are now so I wasn't really um, producing great products so when I when people who I used to work with and they saw me like they see me now or they see my work now they're kind of like um, more supportive so I guess I I didn't notice that they were were not as supportive then but in comparison to now it's like they're all team Rachel but then it was kind of like you know um wasn't so much so I guess I can I I, I guess I felt I, I can feel like um I felt today that I can see where you know I wasn't as supportive as far as like uh, my clientele but as far as family I've always had support of my family and things of that, that nature but even though with that honestly um I think that when they see that you're serious about something when people see that you're really serious about something they tend to support you more because they know that it's it's not just something you know they're just passing by it's it's, it's something that you really um are really pursuing and you're really doing so I definitely feel supported today by my family, by friends, by people who I don't even know who always send me mes messages and things of that nature. Because um, that's very necessary when you have a business to feel supportive. If you if you get if you get dressed up every day and you don't and nobody tell you you, you look nice, then you're probably gonna stop putting so much effort into getting dressed up every day. So I mean um, I definitely feel supported today. I love it. Um, and, and a lot of times our family doesn't really, well, number one, they don't really want us to risk it all, like following these dreams that are unsafe and they're not secure and there's no guarantees. So they really, a lot of times are just looking out um, for our best interest. But then when you start taking yourself seriously, when you say, okay, I'm willing to put all of my faith into myself, I'm willing to put all of my blood, sweat, tears, resources, energy into building my own thing versus working to build someone else's thing. I think when you really start taking yourself seriously and other people can see that you're actually putting in the work, you're not just talking about it, 
then I think, you know, a lot of times they will see, Absolutely. they'll start to see the fruits of your labor. Um, so one thing that I love about your story is that you always knew what you wanted to do and you didn't let your circumstances stop you from getting started. What would you say, or would you say that um, maybe the challenges that you experienced in your childhood actually benefited you in business? I do, and um, not to be too personal, but um, growing up, my mom was my mom struggled with drugs. My father wasn't really around for other reasons, and um, I remember I don't I, I don't remember I think it was in Love and Basketball where the the father wasn't around and then at the end he kind of wanted to be around because the guy was a good, good basketball player and I remember seeing that movie and I remember thinking as a child my child mind that I want I want to be successful because I want my parents to want to be around me or want to be parents to me which is kind of sad but um so I don't know I guess at that age I developed this intense desire to succeed that I still have today and so even when I finished high school I can I just went straight from I was so anxious that I went straight from high school to college because I just didn't want to be sitting around doing nothing with my life. I always had this fear of like just being a bum or being a failure. So um, I definitely see how that contributed to um, to um, just my ambition, ambitious, ambitious attitude today. Um, but I think I do have a good a good relationship with my mom um, today. So. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Oh, yes. I love it. Um, and, and, you know, it's so, not it's so funny, but it's so interesting how so many successful people have these stories of having to build from literally from scratch, sometimes like beneath ground level. Like we have to dig ourselves up out of the trenches and then build from the ground up. And I think a lot of times those circumstances encourages us. It motivates us. When you got, you know, people waiting on you hand and foot and you're spoiled rotten, you don't have to be ambitious. You don't have to, um, you know, work hard and go after things. So a lot of times that drive is just not there. That determination is just not there. So even though, um, you know, it can be challenging at first, I think it definitely, you know, added and added to the woman that you um, evolved into. So definitely a success story. I don't want to say like started from the bottom. Now you're here because I know that you are still climbing and you know, you still have things that you are going after, but I'm so glad that you did not um, let that stop you. And you in fact, let it, you know, motivate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So within your business, like you said that, you know, obviously when you first get started, when we all first start out, we're doing everything. Like we are, we're running every part of the business. How did you know when it was time for you to start hiring help? Like what was that point in your business where you said, okay, I really got something here. Like I can't just handle doing this all on my own. And you had to bring in people and start delegating. What point was that? Like, like yesterday. Because <laughs> honestly, I just had this conversation with my sister because I, this is my baby. So it's hard to trust someone else with your baby. It's hard to trust that someone will provide quality work. So honestly, it, it was a struggle for me for a long time, but I guess moving to LA, that was one of the reasons why I moved to LA because I knew that this was um, one of the fashion capitals. And I knew that I can come here and get that help that I needed and, on, and, and, and hopefully be able to just trust someone else to you know, be as involved in my business as I am. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, people are not as passionate about what you do as you. And so, um, so honestly, recently, and, and, and also just demand, honestly, I'm kind of forced to do it now because every year I turn away people and I'm just like, that could be money in my pocket, you know? So I can't, 
afford to keep turning away thousands of literally thought like last year was like 800 people I couldn't do and I just calculated and I'm like that could have been another you know almost five hundred thousand dollars in my pocket so because of that it was just like I I just made a decision to just trust the process and just do um the necessary take the necessary steps to be able to find those people who can provide that that quality work that I um that I need and honestly doing that this year this year honestly was my first year in doing that and I'm able to add more income and also be less stressed out so it's definitely a benefit and I'm so happy that that's something that I implemented in my business because it's definitely a big help and honestly it's like you can't be a, a big business thinking like how I was thinking and um and so so yeah so I mean just this year I I decided that I need to hire help and it's still a bit of a struggle because I have other areas of marketing um stuff like that that I need help with but um but I'm definitely getting there and um I'm open I'm more open today than I was um last year to that so. Listen, it's so funny that you said that because I have said that so many times on this podcast. Like, I feel like as a business owner, I feel like hiring someone or trusting someone with my baby, it's like dropping your baby off for daycare for the first time. And you're like, okay, I cannot walk away. Like, I'm standing at the window, like staring them down. Like, no, I cannot do it because what are you going to do when I walk away? Like, what are you going to do when I close the door? How can I trust you with my passwords, with my logins, with my, you know, it's, all of that. But even though delegation is scary, like in order to scale our businesses, we cannot be working every job. Like we cannot be completing every task if we want this, you know, to bloom and blossom into, um, you know, uh, something real, something major, something that's changing lives. And then you want to be in the position to be able to provide, um, you know, work for other people too. That's how the economy keeps rolling. So, um, and then the other thing I think that is so just profound, the fact that you are making these dresses yourself, like that's crazy to me, but so many people that I talk to who are interested in starting businesses, they are trying to jump out the gate hiring people. And it's like, no, you got to be willing to work every part of that thing when you get until you get it to the point where you have the demand where you can bring on other people so until you got 800 people knocking down your door that you cannot help you can handle that on your own and i think a lot of times people don't want to put the blood the sweat and the tears into doing what needs to be done versus just doing what they feel like doing so yep such good points okay so what about um beginning entrepreneurs (laughs) who are listening and they may know you know what they are passionate about but they don't really know how to get paid from it do you have any advice um I think that you have to have people around you first of all to make sure that this is the route that's for you because sometimes you know there you know there's a lot of people say that says you know um I'm gonna support my friends I'm gonna support you whatever you do but you have to have the talent to back it up so that's first make sure you have the talent to do it and then um if you don't I mean there's people there's people who are born with gifts and then there's people who learn skills and if it's not something that you're born with and you feel like you really want to do it just become very skillful at it and practice 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 but I think that um just my advice I guess would be to just start because I think sometimes you wait until you know the right people you wait until you have you know money I had a vision of my brand that I wanted to portray to the world and I to this day I still don't portray to the world 
my what I envision my brand being because I don't have the money to really you know put it out there so I mean you just have to start somewhere post post make something post a picture you know see what your audience tells you they'll they'll tell you everything you need to know about your product and um just be passionate about it and the money the money will come if you're just persistent and you just keep keep doing um what you feel like you um you feel like you were going to do Absolutely. And let your work speak for itself. I think so often we try to put the cart before the horse. Like we want to get out there and get the million followers, but we don't even have nothing to sell these millions of people. Like we haven't even perfected our craft, but we want this platform. Um, So I think it's so important that you build on a solid foundation. Like you have something worth talking about before you expect people to support you um, and spend, spend their hard earned money um, with you. So since you mentioned social media, and obviously since I found you on social media, how beneficial would you say that social media has been for your business? Cause you're not like slanging dresses out the trunk no more. Like you are global now because of social media. What has been the the biggest benefit of I don't even know if it's just Instagram but what would be what would you say has been the biggest benefit of social media to your success um I think that it's, it's social media has been a very um has has contributed a lot to my my sales and just people knowing my brand knowing who I am because honestly I'm um contrary to what it looks like I'm very I'm a, kind of a loner so I don't really I'm working all the time so I don't really um, get out as much as I would like to. So, I, so just um, social media gives you that ability to be seen by people who you probably would never just run into on a, on a daily basis. So I definitely feel like um, ha- it has contributed to myself and my growth. And just working with stylists, working with um, um, just influencers, um, shouting me out, mentioning me. When I first started out, I did a lot of free work. I decided I don't do that as much as today, but I've done a lot of free work in the past. So you just have to be able to just, just be willing to just do it for free for a while or just, you know, um, until you're able to get people who actually want to buy from you and trust your product. And also just by um, providing quality product because you have to have something that people want. Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned the free work. Let's talk about this for a second, because my philosophy is you cannot be afraid of free. I think that getting your work in front of the right people is worth more than a sale sometimes. What is your um, what is your opinion on? And of course, it has to be the right people. So I'm not just saying, you know, start slanging stuff, start just giving your stuff away. But what is your opinion on like working with influencers, sending free product? Has that been beneficial for you? And if so, what is your advice on making it beneficial? Because a lot of us have sent, you know, stuff that wasn't a good idea. It, it was not beneficial. So what's your advice for actually making it beneficial if you are going to give away free work? Um, usually I, um, I mean, I, so when I first started out, I had a lot of people, a lot of stylists come to me and they say, you know, well, you know, this, this is going to be for my client. They're on Love and Hip Hop. And, um, and I'm like, okay, great. You know, Love and Hip Hop is a, um, a show everybody watches. So I thought it was beneficial for me in the beginning. But then when I saw the show, it was kind of the extra in the background, you know, so you kind of have to make sure that, um, who, who's going to be wearing your research, who's going to be wearing your, your garments and research the person who's reaching out to you, which most of the time for me, it was stylist. And um, so I think that it's beneficial, but I think that you have to kind of make sure 
you know the people involved and if they're um, trustworthy people. Because I've also had situations where I've sent clothes to people who I I saw the garments on the friends of the celebrities and not the celebrities, you know, or I never seriously and I never got the garments back or you know um or they say they're gonna shout me out and I never get a mention so and nowadays the mention is is like a form of advertising so I'm not just giving away free clothes just to say hey you know this person wore it I want their followers to um acknowledge the clothes as well so it's you just have to I guess sometimes it's trial and error it is honestly just building those relationships and seeing which ones really work and which people have integrity and have a word and um, but it would it can definitely work for you. And I'd say this year I wanted to do more of more of that and um just reaching out to people or just reaching back out to people who reached out to me and not be so afraid of of doing it again because I have been burned in the past, so I kind of got away from it. But I do think if you do it correctly, it's very beneficial. But like I say, you just have to just research those people and make sure that um if you got to put it in writing, you know, put it in writing. Cause I did say that the next person that do, do me that I'm taking them to judge Mathis. <laughs> we're going, <laughs> we're going to court because that is, that's my, that's my product. And you're not um, representing me well, if you don't, you know, shout me out, shout your girl out. You know, it's a mission. Right. Shout me out. Stop acting like that. Listen, karma's really real. And the, I just, I don't get it. I don't get the shady people. And one thing that you mentioned that is so important I hope everybody within the sound of my voice hears this. You got to check these receipts. Like you have to check people's morals, their character. Forget how many followers they got. Like if these people are shady, if they have done some shady-ish to somebody else, you are going to be the next. So do not feel like just because she popping on the gram, like, no, look at people's character. I, I like long for the day where like more will matter than just money. Like just because somebody got followers, just because somebody got a check. No. What is their character like? Because if, you don't want bad energy and bad vibes being a representation of your business. You don't want that, you know, like you don't want that um, in alignment with the things that you are putting out. You don't want that associated with you and your good name that you are trying to build. So definitely making sure you're going after the right people and looking at more than just like how many followers they got. It's more, um, more to it than that. So um, in business and in your business and in business and life period, relationships are so important. How do you manage to nurture and maintain professional relationships? So just an example, I know you said you don't leave the house. Um, so I'm not saying like, you know, relationships like with your homegirl, but let's say you send a dress to, let's say, let's say, I don't know, somebody big. Let's say Jada, because she's like big in my in my opinion. Jada Pinkett, right? She's my spirit animal. I love her. So let's say you, you, whoever that is for you, you send them a dress. How are you? And they post it like it works. It's great. They look fabulous. You get followers, you get sales, all that good stuff. It works out. How do you nurture that relationship? Like, what do you do to not be nagging that person and not getting on their nerves but you want to maintain this relationship like you want to continue to work with them so what do you do next after that initial experience what's your next move I think um first of all you have to make sure it's a quality product so don't just send them send them anything packaging everything you know make them care about your product make sure it's quality so when they wear it they're they can request you again you know because I've had that 
before where I've had someone wear my wear something for me and then they actually requested me again and I didn't even have to really go back to them and do anything however I think that just by every time you have a collection or every time I make something new I'll just send pictures or just send them a um a little package with some with some garments in it um just to kind of have them remember my brand because sometimes I think that they have so many other there's competition so just um I guess keeping up with them, not really in a nagging way, but just subtly, you know, hey, you know, check out, send them a link to your your new stuff and um, have them check it out or just send them a care package. Who, who doesn't like receiving free clothes, especially if it's nice, it fits them well. So, I mean, um, subtly every now and then I'll do something like that if it's somebody that I really care to um, really work with again and again. Good advice. And I think, again, it starts with the quality product. I've got some stuff in the mail and no shade. If it was you, you happen to be listening and I didn't post it. Listen, don't send out trash. Don't send out something just to send something. Let me say that. Don't send something just to send something. Send something that you think that this person is actually going to like because you want it to be natural. People know when I'm lying. Like if I post something on the gram and I'm like, girl, check this out. And it's like some... 20 inch hair weave and everybody know I don't wear no hair weave like they're gonna know that it's a lie they're not going to believe me and then I'm gonna my audience is gonna start to lose trust in me and so make sure that you are sending people things number one that is actually like useful and valuable for them but it's actually quality down to the packaging because if something shows up in my mailbox and it's cute it's sparkly it's wrapped you know like I'm gonna be excited about it I'm naturally gonna share it you don't even have to ask me like I'm naturally gonna post it and so you know making sure you got your ish together before you put yourself out there and expect people to support you. So super important. All right. So last question. Um, and I hope it's not too, too tricky for you. If you, if you had to write a recipe, right. And it could only include three ingredients. This is your recipe, your personal recipe for success, three ingredients. What would they be? Um, first I would say, um, faith. That would be number one. Um, endurance i think and um um hmm. faith endurance i know it's and, always tricky it's always tricky yeah um consistency i think that um you have to be consistent in whatever you do if you if you want something you have to just continue to pursue it because there's always going to be some things that come up and um, you just have to be consistent with it. And definitely my faith is just number one because I feel like, well, I know that the Bible says that God gives you the ability to get wealth. And so at the end of the day, without that, without just trusting in God, I, I, I can't be consistent with anything. So definitely faith, endurance, and consistency will probably be best for me. Rachel, I have truly enjoyed this conversation and I know that my ladies appreciate all these gems that you have been dropping. Please let them know where they can find you online, how they can get one of these dresses and where they can connect with you on social media. Awesome. So my Instagram is underscore Aura, M-I-L-L-S. And my website is www.rachelmills.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-M-I-L-L-S.com. 
This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you are willing to do the work. I love you. See you next week. Picture me balling. I love no limit like sex and don't plan on falling. I'm thinking about you, girl. Teaching all them ghetto bitches.